Hello and welcome to Newspeak, the New Culture Forum's weekly look at the news agenda. I'm joined, I'm very pleased to say, as usual, by Rafe Hadelman Koo uh, and Dr. Philip Kisley, our senior fellows. And uh, we're going to be talking about obviously the events this week. Before we do that, I just want to mention that this week, um, just passed, we had the inaugural event of um, our ninth branch. You know, we have been going around and doing, setting up local groups of the NCF. This one was in Salisbury and we had 52, 53 people there. What a turnout. And uh, this is incredibly encouraging. So I think we have one more before Christmas, if not two. And so I will keep you informed uh, here. Um, we're recording this. This is going out on Saturday, Armistice Day. Um, I wanted to talk first about the remarks which are quite unprecedented, of Suella Braverman, yeah. um, particularly uh, where she was talking about selective policing. Mm. Um, now, this is the Home Secretary, who is uh, the, the <coughs> ultimate boss, isn't there? Yeah. What did you make of this? Well, this was uh, an article that was published today in The Times, mm. I think, and, and um, she was essentially saying that there are there is a two-tier system of policing. Um, she was referring specifically to the protests, but she, she referred back to the protests of 2020-2021, the um, anti-lockdown protests, and she compared those to the BLM protests, and she was saying essentially it's, it's political policing. Yeah. I think it's pretty unprecedented, as you mm. say. I can't mm. think of a, uh, another Home Secretary um, who would come out and essentially attack the police for, for their ineptitude they're conscious we're not talking unconscious bias here we're talking mm. conscious mm. bias and their complete inability to see the wood from the trees i mean we are mm. talking we're we're looking at saturday we're looking at potentially a million people um, parading through the streets of london we know because these have been going on every week for weeks now we've had um, train stations occupied, mm. we've had swastikas on, on display, we've talked about all of this kind of thing. We saw a, a, a fellow um, carrying a, a placard saying Hamas are terrorists and he was attacked by everybody around him. Now what the, the, um, the apologists for these, um, for these protests will say, oh it's just, a, it's just a minority. I would take that example and say no it isn't a minority because mm. all of those people just happened to be around him everybody was there attacked him mm. it was a the random police, sample it was a, it was a random sample now the, the, the police are, are, seem to be perfectly okay with this they're letting mm. this go ahead now you think what happened with the lockdown protests mm. you know how brutal they were i mean we i remember one pensioner a woman who was who was knocked down and kicked around mm. um so on the one hand, it's really good that she's come out and said this, mm. okay. But for me, it's classic. On the other hand, it's classic Toryness in the sense that someone will say something, but nothing will get done. There'll be no follow-up. Mm. Nothing will happen. It's just what happens time and time again. Do you think, Ashley that uh, you know, is is there a head of steam coming up to get rid of her in amongst the Tory party? This is what I've heard. You know. Yeah, well, before I get to that, I just want to say, and I'm quite serious when I say this, I think Swella Braverman or her speechwriter 
watches our channel mm. because this you is think? twice now in two months that they've come out with things which are almost word for word for what we've been saying. Now, for example, two months ago, last month, we were the only, well, we've been for the last two years, the only channel to say that we've had more immigration in the last 25 years and in the last 2,000 years in that form of words. And nobody else has even made that point. Mm. The exact same frame, the exact words were used by Swala Bravin. Mm. We again, since October the 7th, we've been the only channel mm. to actually routinely constantly make this point comparisons with the lockdown with Sarah Everard with BLM mm. and with this and the number of arrests mm. and again we're seeing that so I just want to say actually I find it very interesting that there's such a mm. similarity there look obviously this is well, welcome well you know that a lot of them watch this yeah mm. I know and I know a lot of people watch it so actually that's why I think actually they, they're getting it's good at least to see that we're having some influence even if we're not credited mm. for it this is obviously welcome uh, but, you know, she is a very Johnny-come-lately to this party. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we must always welcome people however late mm -hmm. they are to the party. Mm -hmm. But, of course, we are only a few months away from the next general election. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think she's going to... I mean, she may be removed shortly before. There's going to be one shuffling of the, of the cabinet before the election to get a female chancellor of the Exchequer in mm -hmm. because the Tory party want to do that before Labour gets in. Yeah. So we know there's going to be a, a shuffling. Whether she will survive that or not, I don't know. She's been given carte blanche to say all of these things which people think are extreme but are actually reflected in the mainstream because they're, they're in a last desperate pitch to try mm. to get back that red wall vote mm. and being an, an Asian woman they feel she's the only one who has the ability mm. to say that what's amazing is to see the reaction of some Tory MPs who think that she's outrageous oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it just goes to show you how far to the left mm. of their own membership they are but unfortunately Again, with this party, it, they talk tough and nothing then nothing ever happens. happens. Nothing these, happens. These are great words and I would be <clears> celebrating <throat> all of this if there was actually any uh, examples in the past mm. of whether they've actually delivered on any of these items. Mm. And that's why I think, great, welcome to the party, but nothing that you've said is different to what we hear all the time now. In fact, it's the opposite, isn't it? So the, the, the tougher they talk about immigration, the, the more dinghies we get coming in, the, 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 the greater the legal immigration as well. Yeah. Uh, and you, can, you know, the tougher they talk about education, the tougher they talk about gender, the more of it, and I know because I've just written a, a, a chapter about it, it's insane. Uh, uh, the education system is a, is, a, is a wild west of craziness, okay? So they talk a good talk, but it's, it, it's actually the opposite. Uh, mm -hmm. What happens is the opposite to what they say. Has, um, has uh, you know you mentioned Tory MPs. <coughs> you mentioned Tory MPs. The one I can think of is, talk about sort of like, uh, you know, sort of like surviving on your ancestors' reputation Churchill. is uh, Winston Churchill, yeah. grandson of the great man, who has said something about the march needing to go ahead or something like that. But uh, what other Tory MPs have said anything about Suella Braverman? I mean, are there any particular ones? Oh, well, I can't recall the names now, but as of this morning, yes, there, there were. I mean, yeah. people saying that, that, that she was, um, that she'd lost the plot and that she was yeah. basically beyond Because the you see, I saw, um, it was David Frost, who mm -hmm. we've had on the channel, actually, Lord Frost. Um, he tweeted saying that she is obviously right about selective policing. Mm -hmm. And you can't expect people to you know to basically deny the evidence of their own eyes and i mean i remember bringing this up on the uh, london assembly this was during lockdown when people were being really badly treated whatever you think about lockdown mm -hmm. really badly treated as you said and um and there was this amazing thing whereby it's just stop oil or extinction rebellion i think it might have been mm. they managed to get to the cenotaph and stand mm. around the cenotaph 
in November, it was actually near mm. remembrance, if not actually remembrance, for about 20 minutes. That's right, yeah. That, I think How that was their, that, their, that was their first big cause celeb, wasn't it? That was their, their, their first, you know, when they, when they really hit the headlines. And they stood there. Yeah. And basically you think, wait a minute, now, you know, there's either got to be some real kid glove stuff going on here, in which case, why? Mm. Do you think, would you go as far as to say, therefore, that the police are now just political enforcers? Yes, I think so. I, I think they're uh, beholden to the establishment, the new establishment that, that we've been talking about again for years and years and years, and mm. which, which Matthew Goodwin has, has published on lately. They, they are literally serving a set of masters. It's a new set of masters, mm. and, and, and they, they, they are, we know what they are. They're, they're genderists, they're obsessed with the, um, <clears throat> they're obsessed with the environment, and, and, and they mm. want mass immigration. That's, they, they just serve those, the police just serve those agendas. Genders. There's a massive, horrible, big class aspect to it as well. So it's working class people, you know, the kinds of people that they will call gammons. Um, those people are just treated like dirt and they're treated like dirt by the police as well. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a combination of three things. It's the worst sort of alignment of planets you could yeah. have. Mm. It's the complete capture of the institution yeah. by, by left-wing ideology, mm. uh, which has captured <coughs> the, 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 the elites and the police. But then you've got the youngest police force as well, because there's been such attrition over the last few years. Mm. It's been, all the new recruits there make up a much larger portion of the police force really? than before. Mm. And they've all been brought out of these universities mm. where they've been inculcated. And on top of that also, you have the... Uh, McPherson report era people who were still thinking about political correctness that allowed the rape gangs mm. to go on so they're unwilling to touch any of these issues and they still think Islam is a no-go zone and of course you have the whole issue where they simply think they don't have the capability mm. to tackle any riots now I was just trying to think would would our modern police force have been able to deal with the football hooligans of the 80s mm. would they have been able to deal with arthur scargill's natural union of miners we remember those mm. that police force mm. i don't think that the police force today have the have the chutzpah to actually tackle yeah. uh, large groups of people any longer so i think if you combine all of that together it's a mm. toxic mix well that isn't policy they don't do that they observe don't they they sit back and they observe and then they might go in later and well they and observe when it's the, their own type of people who are marching <coughs> yeah, like the palestine yeah. when it's yeah. lockdown well, when it, when i mean that's the thing right we had yeah, yeah, 2020 yeah. we had 150 arrests for a mm. lockdown march mm. and there was an edl march which was far smaller than this palestinian one. Oh, another, it was tiny another 150 people arrested yeah. what happened there's 10 people arrested on the first one i think six arrested at the second one and, uh, and this is hundreds of thousands of people yeah. mm. one of the worst things that, that happened to the police i mean there's a there's a litany of things but one of the worst things was when they when they decided that everybody should have a degree so they have it. It's literally a connection from mm -hmm. the universities to the police force, from the police force to the universities. They're essentially one and the same thing. Mm -hmm. And they don't think they think about criminals. As, there's a certain kind of criminal class, you know, and those people are, quote, far right. Those far right people, I would consider myself among those people, actually, those far right people are the people who are against anti-Semitism. Mm -hmm. But the establishment, okay, the universities and all the people that they care for, they're very, very soft on anti-Semitism, mm. you know, and, and, well, and that connection is and just very interesting because, of course, we have a book coming out soon, mm. and one of the chapters in which I, I wrote about education, mm. and you can actually trace the, the, the start of the decay to when the independent teacher training colleges were uh, mm. abolished mm. and take it and universities mm. began to train teachers mm. directly mm. so our police force 
and our education system mm. have all been trained by universities, mm. and this is where you can really trace the rot to. Mm. Yes. Do you know, uh, it's interesting, by the <coughs> way, the book that you refer to, the book that Rafe refers to, which you've both written yeah. chapters for, mm. is called State of Emergency, and it's coming out in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, I'll make a proper announcement about it, but it's worth, uh, you know, as a heads up there. Is this, the, this is the first time we, we've mentioned it. Yes, think, it is. Isn't it? Yeah. Uh, state Very of Emergency. Exciting. And the thing is, is that this is the third, in what is effectively, it's like a, a trilogy, actually. We did mm. something called the Long March institutions then we did fighting back and now we have state of emergency pretty self-explanatory i think you'd agree but actually on that point when you look at the long march and during that time i remember we were sort of like because you know we're thoughtful people and nuanced people and we think oh you know how serious is this long march thing and and how you know how much has the infiltration been and and is it you know was it intentional we in other words we were thinking about mm. it all and then what happens is you sort of think this is much much worse than i even thought mm. have you has that occurred to you yeah i was just thinking about it today actually and i i kind of suddenly realized that i've had a a, a condition of um, what I would call low-level depression about the, the state of things from about 2015 and mm. you could say it's much longer than that of course mm. it is but for me I felt we'd reached a point of no return round about then um, and what we're seeing now we, we've seen essentially the whole capitulation over the last four weeks um, from the pogrom on the 7th we, we're seeing um, open anti-semitism in the institutions we're seeing uh, you i think just shared a clip today where people are chanting outside is it the university of london um, uh, king's college king's university college. of london uh, extraordinary that's that's that, that we're talking about uh, thursday yeah. um group opening <clears throat> so, uh, basically um praising their martyrs it's a sort of thing that you used to hear in tehran yeah mm. and in beirut but we're seeing it on and the streets, you're now of, london it on the streets of, yeah. of london outside st mm. mary Lestrand, mm. but the great james gibb building mm. this vast crowd of muslims think we honor the martyrs because of course and then you have you know these, these mothers who are proud that their son has died because mm. now they get they're a martyr yeah. and they have photographs of them in their houses and they become, you know, revered figures in their in their village and so forth. And we've now imported that tradition, that culture, to these streets. We should mm. all be alarmed by it because mm. if they're celebrating martyrdom, they're they're welcoming martyrdom. Mm. How on earth can you engage with that sort of a society? Yeah. Well, exactly. and and today um, I've just seen an image from the University of Manchester, uh, which is a poster with "Kill Jews" scrolled on it. Yes, I've, I, I've seen that. You see, the point is, I think you've made this point actually, haven't you? In one of the, um, we've been doing quite a lot of media lately, um, so you know, I'm referring to that, um, where this is a kind of alliance, isn't it? One that's actually been there for quite a long time, but in this case, between Islamists, between hard left, by which we mean mm. Socialist Workers' Party. Mm. I don't know whether you can look at the posters. I mean, to, to us, it must be very familiar now. The posters of the, of the Socialist Workers' Party mm. are always the same, and their slogans are always the same, mm. and everyone is carrying them. Mm. I'd love to know where they get their funding. Mm. But anyway. But yes, I mean, as I, as I said, said yesterday, once you have Islamists allying with BLM and the Socialist Worker, and just of oil, then you realize that there's a bigger strategy, there's a bigger game at play mm. here. It's not about Palestine, this is about much bigger issues. Mm. It's about this virulent hatred they have 
for Israel, for, for, for the West, for capitalism, mm -hmm. and for our way of life and our civilization. Mm -hmm. And we need to wake up to that. And of course there are people on those marches who are going there with noble intentions who are generally concerned about what is actually terrible suffering in Gaza. Mm. But they are useful idiots. So Douglas Murray, I, I thought of this, and Douglas Murray said it yesterday. He said, you know, if you go on a march mm. and the people marching with you are with, are with uh, of our neo-Nazis, mm. maybe on the second march you think, maybe I won't go. Mm. <laughs> and by yeah, the third yeah, one, yeah. definitely, won't, definitely go. won't go. These people are carrying on mm. to march next to these people. Mm. And I think... They're either useful idiots, or they're completely naive, yeah. or they're complicit in it. Well, that's, that's why I made that point before about the guy who was just attacked by everybody around him. Because I was, I, I, we've all been doing this. We've been, been on television and radio and stuff every day, haven't we? And everybody's been saying to me, it's, it's, it's a small minority of people. It's a small minority of people. And, I, and I'm saying, how do you know? Yes, exactly. How do you know? Yeah, yeah. Because all the evidence I'm seeing, it isn't a small minority of people. Mm -hmm. It's it's most of them actually. And if you if you go onto the campuses, if if you look at the institutions, I've been saying this about the institutions for weeks now. I'm, I'm like a broken record. You know, a lot of it comes from the institutions. We've seen the jihadi doctor. We've seen mm -hmm. the um, we've seen the guy who was advising the Met, who was calling leading a chant from the from the river to the sea. And there was another wo a woman is also part of their mentoring scheme. Yeah, or something. yeah. And there was a there was a uh, a pediatrician. I was talking mm -hmm. about a pediatrician in. Um, Newcastle, worked mm. at Newcastle Royal Infirmary, who who tweeted, uh, "Gas the Jews, ha ha ha!" You know, mm. these are these are people who are at the top of the institutions or you know in the professions. Mm. These aren't people at the periphery. They're at the centre of British life, or, or what you know, the excuse for British life, which we now have. When um, this to, this one today, you know, this million man march or whatever. Mm. They want to call it. Um, I don't know. Maybe you can tell me whether there are plans to like have one next weekend, um, or whether this is kind of just going to go on and on and on. But uh, just supposing it does, or if it doesn't, where do you think uh, this leaves the police? I think it's been rather a wake-up call to a lot of people the way the police have behaved. What would you like to see done with the police? Well, I'd like to see them take a page out of the French and German books, mm. essentially. You know, the French have got hundreds and Germans, hundreds of people in prison mm. uh, who they've arrested through all of this. You know, I mean, the French have used water cannon and tear mm. gas. Mm. Now, we, we, I don't think that's necessary in these cases because people aren't actually physically rioting and so forth. Mm. But we don't even have a water cannon here, you mm. know. I mean, that's what the ridiculous state of affairs. We are so ill-equipped in mm. the city to deal with things mm. the way that they can deal with things on the continent. I think that's one of the wake-up calls. And that may be one of the reasons why the police actually don't feel comfortable enough in, in tackling any of this but there needs to be strong enforcement all of the troublemakers have been identified with the facial recognition technology mm -hmm. we know now those whose faces are covered and we need to see all of this done because if the police come down hard on these protesters mm -hmm. the marches will get smaller and smaller it's because nothing's happening that activists yeah. are getting radicalized not radicalized they're getting emboldened mm. to be more radical each and every time they're getting away with this stuff you know i did a google search the other day you don't get any near anywhere near as many hits on paris and berlin mm. as you do on london protests mm. here they're getting out of control because they're being treated mm. with kid gloves mm. Mm. Well, so, Philip, what kind of reform if anything would you like to see of the police i mean we've I remember being rather intemperately 
a while ago saying I should think they scrap them and start again. But I mean, how would one stop the rot in the police? I mean, you're talking about the reaction of police, mm. but when you're talking about the actual institution of the police force, mm. oh, sorry, police service, mm. then what should happen? Well, I think that's the first thing. It needs to, it needs to revert back to being a police force mm. and, and, and not a police service. But I don't think it can happen because if, if, if and I've, I've said this before, actually, if you're, if you're going to reform the police, you need to reform everything around it. You can't just reform the police and have the judiciary the way it is or have, mm. the, uh, have the other institutions, the civil service, the universities and so on and so forth the way it is. It just won't work. Yeah, so yeah. that's what's really depressing for me because I can't see any any easy fix, any small easy mm. fix. We're just too far down the line. The whole thing needs ripping up and starting again. The whole philosophy, the whole 50 years of thought that we've had or what passes for thought, mm. It just hasn't worked, and we've and and it's just fallen down so quickly. As as I've said before, we've seen from um, October the seventh, we've see, we are seeing essentially the nearest thing we've ever had to national socialism in our streets, and the institutions and the police force are completely powerless to do anything about it. Not only because they're frightened, but because they're tied in knots by their own philosophy. Mm. Okay, because mm. it's brown people essentially that are do that mm. that are, that are saying these terrible things, and it's the good people as yeah. well. It's yeah. the um, it's it's the identitarian left who are absolutely you know lots of them are intrinsically anti-Semitic. Mm. So it's all of these people, the people who are untouchable, they're saying all of these terrible things, and there is no mechanism to deal with it. I think the one thing that struck me is the unbelievable vacuum in when it comes to political leadership yeah. wouldn't you say yeah. i mean at the, at the time we've been talking about this over the time we have been talking about it uh the prime minister has had a conference about ai i believe hasn't he mm -hmm. and he's put his oar in a couple of times i remember he put out a rather puny statement last week. a statement i mm. mean why can't he say something he made some sort of statement about it um not that we should care, but what do you think the political term, sort of, you know, fallout is going to be, at least for the, start with the Tories, because, I'm, you know, Keir Starmer's already getting into serious rubbish. Yeah. But well, I, I just want to go just on the issue of, political ref of police reform as well, linked into this. What's really depressing is that there's not, not, even, not even any reason to have this discussion because it's not going to happen mm. because, of course, we have a Labour government mm. coming in. Mm. And what's annoying to me is, you know, we could have had this discussion five years ago mm. or ten years ago and thought, hopefully, that there's a chance because mm. we have the right government in place. Mm. So, yes, we could have reform, you know, mm. and yet over 13 years, nothing has been done. That, that's what makes it so disgraceful. And now it's almost futile to even have the discussion because we know mm. full well Labour will do nothing if not put the accelerator down on mm. the way things are at the moment. Mm. And it's still, as you know, in, in the Westminster bubble and amongst politicians, it's amazing how few of them um, actually understand the depth of what's going on. Mm. These protests mm. have actually begun the wake-up call. And what's been amazing to me is there are some people, some well-known figures and people in the world of Westminster, who have regard people like us as traditionally as being eccentrics, as being rather extreme in our viewpoint who've suddenly been saying, had the blinkers off, and one chap in particular I'm thinking of, a well-known person, he wrote, 
I can see Britain, Britain having um, religious and ethnic violence on the streets in the mm. near future. And mm. for him to say that I thought was remarkable because he was so shocked by these protests. Mm. And I thought, why are you shocked by these protests? Yes, these protests yeah, are not yeah. shocking at all. This was entirely foreseeable. Mm. This has been festering and simmering below the mm. surface. It just needed something to light the fuse. Yeah. And I thought the naivety, we've had this for <clears throat> 20 years, it's been obvious of what was going to happen. And only now, when it's far too late. And you almost want to have Schoenfreude, but you mm. can't because mm. it's so depressing mm. yes, and devastating. Yes. Yes, and, exactly. and of course, allied to that as well, if, we, if we're talking about the, the police and, and how inept and, and and just not fit for purpose they are. We were talking about this, weren't we? Um, imams up and down the country, yes. mosques up and down the country, mm. preaching blood-curdling hatred, jihad, killing Jews, you know, taking mm. on the West and, and terrible, terrible things. This is caught on camera, this is, this is published, and the police look at it, and, and make a statement and say, oh, well, there's, there's no law being broken here. You know, if yes, you they made that step. That was Greenwich, that I believe statement. that was Greenwich, was it? Yeah. Greenwich uh, or, or the Islamic yeah. Centre. You know, it's all Whereas right. Lawrence Fox talks about a Euler's camera and gets the entire yeah, local it's all, constabulary it's, breaking down his door. Yeah, exactly. yeah. But it's, yeah. the same, it's the same thing we, we started this conversation with, isn't it? And it's that two-tier policing that uh, Suella Braverman pointed out and will do nothing about mm. it. Well, look, um, we are going to be talking about this. Uh, I think this is a, I don't know, I'm sure you agree, I think a civilizational moment. Yeah. Um, and I think Matthew Goodwin has actually done quite a bit of work on this in terms of his polling. Mm. And a huge number of people feel the way that we do, often without being able to quite put their finger on it, but they, they sense it and they're right to sense it, mm. actually, I think. Mm. But, so we'll return to it. Rafe, mm. thank you very, very much. And um, well, on this Armistice Day, um, the very best to you, and uh, we shall see you next week. Thank you. Hello. If you're enjoying the New Culture Forum channel and you believe in our mission, may I invite you to join our membership scheme at the link below or on our website, newcultureforum.org.uk. Our work is more important now than ever, and we have great plans ahead for the future, but we can't do it without your support. From as little as £3 per month, you can help ensure that we continue on our mission. As a member, you'll receive a range of benefits, including access to exclusive content, invitations to our private events, including here at our studios, free copies of our books, and much, much more, including, of course, our famous NCF mug. If you aren't able to become a member, then please help us by clicking this button and subscribing to our channel. It's completely free. Just remember to also click the bell icon so that you can get notifications when we post new videos. Thank you.